Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm ready. Well, hey, you ready to get into minute number 12? Yeah, let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw John Hammond attempting to woo Ellie Sattler and Alan Grant into checking out his island wildlife reserve. Hammond has told Grant and Ellie that his attractions will drive kids out of their mind. At minute number 12, after asking, what are those? Ellie responds to Grant that kids are like smaller versions of adults. Hammond goes on to say that the attractions will wow not just kids, but everyone. As he pours a glass of champagne, he tells Ellie and Grant that they are scheduled to open next year if the lawyers don't kill him first. At 12.11, Hammond tells Ellie and Grant that he doesn't care for lawyers and asks them if they do. They respond by saying they don't know any. At 12 minutes, 16 seconds, Hammond tells Ellie and Grant that there is one particular lawyer who represents his investors that is a pebble in his shoe and insisting on outside opinions of his park. At 12.23, Ellie asks Hammond what kind of opinions he's looking for. Hammond responds that he is seeking their kind of opinion, not to put too fine a point on it. Hammond tells Ellie and Grant that they are the top minds in their fields. As he pours a glass of champagne, Hammond tells Ellie and Grant that if he could just persuade them to sign off on the park and give it a testimonial, then he could get back on track. At 12.44, Ellie asks why they would care about her and Grant's opinions. Grant asks what kind of park this is. At 12.49, Hammond raises two glasses of champagne and tells them, It's right up your alley. Hammond then invites them to come down for the weekend, and he would love to have the opinion of a paleobotanist as well. And thus ends minute number 12 of Jurassic Park. All right. Like yesterday, we did kind of get into the background of Hammond's... uh uh, the, the company that he was using to sort of facilitate everything uh, for Jurassic Park, and that was called InGen. Yeah. Well, so after the events of the first movie, obviously everything is just blown to hell. Jurassic Park, Isla Nublar, is just sort of abandoned. The whole idea of the theme park. And the beginning of The Lost World, Jurassic Park, the sequel, uh, they sort of address on like the aftermath of all of that. And it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, initially, oh, in the book anyway, the um, antagonist was going to be Dodson. And in the movie, for whatever reason, they changed that to be Hammond's nephew, a guy named Peter Ludlow. And his goal is to go to the Site B location and get all of the dinosaurs that were on there and bring them back to a new Jurassic Park project that they were going to be doing in San Diego, which was going to be an amphitheater. And this is all according to the movie, which is uh, The Lost World, which is in canon with the first one. So they go to the sort of abandoned amphitheater facility in San Diego, and that's what they're just going to sort of finish building and put the dinosaurs in there and have a sort of like walking with dinosaurs type show going on. So my question is, doesn't anybody know what that abandoned amphitheater standing in San Diego is when John Hammond and InGen are starting up this secret project? Does somebody put it together and say like this Hammond guy that we're investing in had this uh, amphitheater project going on and maybe that information included dinosaurs? I don't know. You know, it's that's a curious question because a lot of times big corporations hire contractors to come in and do stuff and they don't really fully tell them what they're working on. They just have design specs and they're going by. Do you remember, gosh, this might have been close to 10 years ago, that uh, Google was building this giant barge out in the middle of San Francisco's ports? Mm, no. They had this huge barge that nobody knew what was going on with it. And they were they were working on They knew it belonged to Google and they knew that Google had bought the space in San Francisco. And uh, they had workers out there building all sorts of stuff on it. And I don't think anybody ever found out what it was before the whole project just ended. Really? Yeah, and it could have been some sort of like weird radio tower. They could have been making some sort of like um, bioengineering, uh, you know, like a, a, not bioengineering. What's the word? I'm uh, terraforming, like the yeah. ship or something. You yeah. know, I don't know. Sounds kind of scary because why would you need to do it in that remote? Uh, you know. Well, I mean, there are. I think they're located around. I mean, that's you know, uh, 
the the tech center is in San Francisco. So it's probably close to their headquarters and stuff, <clears throat> or, or a place where they would easily be able to hire tech people to come out and take a look at it. So, but uh, yeah, with this thing in San Diego, it's uh, not terribly hard to get contractors to come in and you know work on something and them not completely. All they know is they're there to install the toilets. You know, and the other team yeah. is there to install this other thing. That's so. right. So I don't know, man. It's just a little interesting, like side note in Jurassic Park. Uh, I don't want to, I guess lore is the right word. And you can find all kinds of information about it, including a bunch of conceptual art at the Jurassic Park wiki page. So what's the URL for that? That is jurassicpark.wikia.com. Awesome. Yeah. And I have one note that I noticed while I was watching this, that uh, the amount of dirt on Alan Grant's forehead changes dramatically from shot to shot. Yeah. So uh, we've gone over a few times, and I think we'll probably mention this just about every episode, that uh, Steven Spielberg was not gr- uh, hot on retakes for this movie because right. he had the self-imposed deadline of trying to get this movie out as, as, as fast as possible and letting a few things slide just to make a better working environment. So, uh, But yeah, Alan Grant's forehead is dusty and then less dusty and then more dusty. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so. You got anything else for minute number 12 here? Uh, no, just all that. All right, awesome. All right, folks, well, thank you so much for joining us here for Minute Number 12 in Jurassic Park. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute Number 13 on a Thursday. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to tell you, until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com. Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Minute and Twitter.com slash Jurassic Minute.